0: Hi friend, it is AD Tilford here. Thanks for coming back. You're back again for day five of the word reflect. And if this is your first day here, I am taking the next several weeks to do some reflecting on my personal sabbatical that went from September 1st through November 30th. And In that time, I had four words that I was trying to really embed into my everyday life and reflection was one of them or reflect. And so this particular week for the last four days, this is the fifth, I've been talking about that word reflect what it's meant to me, a practice that I embedded throughout the three months. And today I just want to share with you my three month takeaway This came from that harvest practice, so if you're curious about what I'm talking about, I went over the harvest reflection practice yesterday, and there will be a harvest um, printable probably in next week's newsletter, and so you can sign up for that at the link in my show notes so that you don't miss a thing, or on my website, you can find that. Uh, printable. It won't be there until next week because I have to finish making it and finish getting it onto the website. So it will happen hopefully by December 15th, which is next Friday. So um, I'm just giving myself some grace that I'm just getting back into this and I have all these awesome ideas, but I can't just, I can't get them all done. Also, I have a A little one turning 10 on Monday and so after I get this published I need to focus on this weekend of celebrating her life and so that's what I'm gonna do with that said here are my lessons and takeaways from sabbatical September 1st November 30th through 2023 the scripture that showed up in every month but that I didn't realize was showing up in every month until my retreat in November was Isaiah 58 and interestingly enough I actually preached a sermon on Sabbath at the end of August at First Presbyterian Church in Grand Junction and I'll put that link in the show notes also in which one of the services I I gave Isaiah 58 as the benediction. I might have in both or in all three but I actually don't remember so I'm not sure if it's on the service you'll see but then At the Ruth Haley Barton retreat in Chicago, this verse was brought up again, and I have some notes in my journal about it, and that was in September. In October, I met with these beautiful women, Wylene and Jan, to study some of Richard Rohr's daily devotionals, and they were all about being the repairer of the breach, which is out of Isaiah 58. And then in November, my friend Jamie, when we were up at our other friend's cabin doing our silence and solitude retreat, she said Isaiah 58 had really been speaking to her and I should check it out. So I wrote it down. And when I went in and read it, I was like, oh, my gosh, how am I not even remembering that this is Isaiah 58? And also, okay, so here's one excerpt from Isaiah 58 that you may Recognize or may not, but it's one of the things um, that is really speaking to my heart. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient cities and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets and dwellings. And this is Isaiah 58. Uh, 9b through 12 and it is from the niv version because i forgot to change it to a different version so there's lots of beautiful ones and i read the message to sam last night so check that out here are the rest of my lessons and takeaways there are 11 of them the first one is that delight is celebration and enjoyment of god and some delights are instant. We notice them right away, like the little uh, dinosaur riding a bike in Fruita holding a Christmas gingerbread man decoration in his mouth, delight. But some of them take time to develop into delight, like the pouring out of a sixth grader's heart in the driveway where the emotions are big and the stories are intense but over time you recognize that the driveway is becoming a sacred space and that you get the honor of of holding those moments with you with your child what a delight what a celebration lesson number two the ministry of availability look at who is in front of you and show up fully you there is power and joy In being present, and we can minister most intentionally and intimately when we are available to the people in our family, which also is in Isaiah 58. I just noticed that yesterday. Number three, lesson number three: join God in what He's already doing in us and around us. Now, in this particular Reflection, this showed up at the beginning of my sabbatical as well and showed up all throughout this message. And what's interesting was the transformation that occurred in which I originally thought God was saying, like, look for what I'm doing outside of you in this world and join in that. But what I started to realize was actually God was saying, look at what I'm doing within you, within your heart and show up there And also, I mean, also outside of you, but that it's also internal showing up that God's doing work right in our internal lives. And we sometimes, I mean, I, at least I'm guessing you as well. We don't even recognize it or maybe we do and we ignore it. There's all kinds of things we might do. But when we show up and participate, that's when transformation starts to blossom. Lesson number four. I really began to learn and understand in a personal way where my addiction to busyness was born and how it continues to show up in my life, and I hope you will join me in a big celebratory hand clap that I said no to an offer that was really beautiful yesterday around another ministry, and just knowing that when I'm saying yes to this podcast and my other commitments I've already said yes to I cannot say yes to something else I have to say no and that has been a really hard thing for me in my life um, and so I will share in later episodes what what is underlying that and I don't think it'll surprise you because it's something I've been told for a long time but in this time of slowing down I learned it in a new way in a personal way where I think I can actually address it. Lesson five You can hold gratitude and grief at the same time. And when you're in a space of grieving, when you're ready, if you can hold that grief in one hand and then hold gratitude in the other, this was a practice I learned at the Ruth Haley Barton retreat. It is, it is so powerful to see how your heart expands and this is tied to the concept of rupture with repair and this is also tied to the fact that if grief is a shared experience of humanity so is gratitude and I think that's why people talk so much about gratitude practices and where confusion comes in how can I be grateful when there's so much sorrow so it's not an either or it's a both and lesson six you have to uncover before you recover so this one, I, my word next week that we'll be going into is recover, and so I'll talk about it more there, but I actually was given the word recover early in my decision to do this sabbatical, and when I talked to my therapist, she said, well, you know you have to uncover to recover, and I was like, oh, maybe I don't want that word, so I actually kind of pushed it aside. But you know what, when God gives us a word and we at least take the space to try out what God has for us, when we enter into what he's already doing, there are incredible things that happen and truly the uncovering was life-changing. And so I hope you'll join me next week as I dig into some of the stories and scriptures and experiences that happened as I allowed my myself to be uncovered so that I could actually recover lesson seven God turns sorrow into mercy and I will also be talking about that in the next few weeks but this was the life-changing one of the life-changing messages that I will never be the same and I in this three months have started to practice leaning into sorrow which is something I've run away from, I've avoided, I've pushed away, I have not wanted to really let myself feel and because I said yes and I leaned in and I felt it, I also experienced some of the most incredible moments in which I, I exper I witnessed God turning that sorrow into Kindness, mercy, and undeserved love. And number eight, lesson number eight, there are great unfixables in life. Ruth Haley Barton gave that language to me. It meant, it made so much sense. Uh, Jesus said some things to me in this time around the great unfixables. He said, I'll take care of it if you'll let me. He said, you have to wait for God's invitation to partner in the great unfixables. Grief is often tied to these great unfixable stories and sorrow. And there are times when like wheat must be broken in order to produce new life. We must also plant some of these great unfixables and let them die in the soil, and let God do what only God can do with new life. Lesson nine, this one was one of the most challenging, was learning advocacy God's way. And I am still, I've got a long way to go in this, but the big lesson was that curiosity, not condemnation, is what matters most in this walk with God There has to be a readiness on both sides for advocacy to go uh, a certain way where you can stay curious. God will have these unexpected moves and timing if we join him in his plan for advocacy. And mercy triumphs over judgment. This has been something for five years I have been working on figuring out what God means by some of these things, but in this three-month sabbatical God gave me really personal intimate experiences to teach me how to do this his way and see that his way is better than mine and lesson 10 the plans that God has for you, you won't have to fight and you won't have to beg. Now, I don't think that necessarily is all the time and all of life, but in this season, this, this word is giving me something to consider and how I say my yeses and how I say my noes. And so I think that's an important, it's just an important lesson for me. Um, and I think we have to pray over those things because sometimes I think the things God wants for us or the plans that we're heading into, there is some fight or, um, I don't know, there's a different heart stance, but I'm, I'm having this as a takeaway that for me in this next season, that is part of it. And the last takeaway was that I have a really deep desire to create, um, whether that's beautiful, ordinary transformation in my everyday life, And Or whether it's creating something like this podcast, I I need to remember in that, that not all requests that come my way are mine to fill. And yeah, so I'm excited to see where that takeaway leads. I started this week with an Advent reflection around Joanna Harider's Advent devotional, Expecting Emmanuel, and I shared about Tamar and I wanted to leave you this week with this little prayer. It's the last two stanzas from her prayer, Tamar's blessing that Joanna wrote. I love this devotional for many reasons, but these blessings are one of my favorite things I've ever read. And so I'd like to leave you with this blessing. It's just the, the last part of Joanna's work on page 32 of her devotional, Expecting Emmanuel. May the God of cloud and fire lead you in the wilderness, providing room for your grief, support for your anger, comfort for your pain, attention to each part of you. May the God of cloud and fire burn away your shame to reveal your shining wisdom, your unmistakable power. Amen. May awesome things happen for you today and in the coming days. Thank you for being here.